Welcome to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Here's your host, Hans Christian Wittinghus. Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. In today's episode, I'll tell you all about my win last week at the Danish National Championships, which has made me the oldest ever winner of the men's singles category here in Denmark. But before getting to that, a big shout out to my newest patrons since the latest episode, Mark K, Akshay, Tobias and Kajilan, and also a big welcome back to Mark B. With a couple of patrons gone as well, we are now a community of 56 patrons, which is simply just amazing guys. I can't thank you enough and I cannot wait to host another live Q&A for all of you guys later this month. I've also had a couple of game feedback talks with some of you guys lately and it's honestly a lot of fun to meet and talk with you guys that way so I'm definitely looking forward to more of those as well. So for anyone interested in these kind of perks, live Q&As, game feedback, video messages and one-on-one -on -one video calls, go to patreon.com slash and sign up. It's very easy, there's no binding whatsoever so you can always stop your support at any time you want. All right, guys, enough about that. Let's start talking about the Danish national championships. So as said in the introduction, I won the Danish national championships in men's singles last week. On Saturday, I beat Mas Christoffersen in the final in a tough, long match. Obviously, the uh, top three guys from Denmark, Rasmus Gemke, Victor Axelsen and Anders Antonsen didn't play Gemke was injured after his trip to Asia and I think Anas and Victor probably just prioritized differently. They are playing the European team championships this week so I guess they just wanted to focus on the preparations for that and the upcoming All England. So with those three guys out of the draw I was uh, the top seed and the favorite to win of course but the young guys with Mas Christoffersen, Victor Svensson, Magnus Johannesson and a few more guys obviously also saw this as a uh, as a good chance to win and for me this was not the first time I was top seed I've been in this uh, situation before obviously we've always had a lot of very strong men singles players in Denmark uh, but there has been a few times where one of the best has not played and I have been ranked two or three in Denmark uh, at certain times so I've I've had I have been uh, the top seed before without actually uh, ending up being the winner. This was the 19th time I played the Danish Nationals and it was actually the first time I won it. So obviously that's uh, a big thing for me. It was uh, it was really, really nice to finally be able to stand at, at the top of the podium. I've lost the final five times before. Uh, I don't feel like I've ever really been a huge favorite in any of the finals actually. I've lost to Victor, Jan, and Antonsen in those finals so it's been against world-class players every time this time was of course a little bit different with with Mass being there not that he's uh, not a great player he is definitely but obviously he's not like a top 10 level uh, as the other guys were when I uh, when I played them in those previous five finals but anyway as you can imagine winning for the first time after yeah in my 19th try that is uh, a bit special and uh, yeah winning it for the first time at the age of 37 which makes me the uh, oldest winner ever so in the entire history of uh, the danish national badminton championships is uh, also a a special thing i'm uh, as you probably know a big 
a nerd in terms of statistics. I love record statistics and stuff like that. And the, the national championships has been played since 1931. So to me, it's it's quite an honor to be uh, the, the oldest winner ever in uh, men's singles. And hopefully that record will uh, will stand for uh, a, a few years. And why not try and uh, even expand on that record next year when I uh, hope to play the championships one more time at the age of 38. I need to try and defend my title. So even if I'm uh, retiring from international badminton, as you should all know, I will still be playing some league badminton and therefore I also have to keep training at, at quite a high level. So hopefully I can qualify for the national championships again next year and, uh, and try to have a go at winning also at age 38. At least I want to try and, uh, and defend my gold. So going into a bit more detail about the tournament, I played last week in the uh, quarterfinals. So as a top four seed, so the first four seeds in uh, all the categories in the Danish championships. They all start in the quarterfinal, so we do not play the, the first couple of rounds, we start in the quarterfinal, which was a rule the Danish Federation made uh, a few years ago to try and make the best players uh, enter the, the tournament, because we have a pretty packed schedule, so to try and uh, and take away a bit of the uh, the pressure from, from the players to play less matches and, and skip one day at the Nationals, all the top four seats will only start in the quarterfinal. Um, so in the quarterfinal, I played a young guy called Jeppe Born Christensen, which was a bit of a surprise that he was there, but he beat uh, another guy from the national team set up, Dietleu Jeholm, in the uh, in the first round. So obviously he came into that quarterfinal with quite a bit of confidence, having played uh, two great matches uh, the day before. Uh, and you can actually always discuss if it's an advantage for for me to start in the quarterfinal or if it's an advantage for him to have actually played in the arena and get accustomed to uh, to the environment and everything um but but no matter yeah, how you look at it i was definitely the clear favorite for that match and as i said i was the top seed so i was also kind of expecting that i would have a very good chance of of winning that was uh, the kind of the pressure I put on myself for that entire week that I, I needed to win, or maybe not needed, but I, I wanted to win. I felt like I was good enough to do it. I, I think I showed that in Asia. If I could find a good level, I would be the best player in their draw. Um, and obviously, having missed the chance a few uh, in a few prior editions, I kind of felt like, okay, I really want to get this title now. It's a very good chance. I blew it a few times before, but not now is the opportunity to, to finally get it. And I was also thinking that, that it would be pretty cool to do it at, for the first time at the age of uh, 37. So that was kind of the pressure I was walking onto court with. Um, and you could ask, is that beneficial in any way? Well, maybe, maybe not, but it was just... It was just the way I felt, it was the way I thought, uh, and there's no point in trying to just ignore that. On the contrary, I w you should just try and embrace it. I've been talking about this a few times before in this podcast, that these, maybe not negative thoughts, but unconstructive thoughts, they are very natural. You just need to embrace them. You need to put your emphasis and your focus elsewhere, but you need to accept that these thoughts are there. It's very, very natural. And of course, it's very natural that I, I'm thinking about winning when I have a good chance of doing so. Uh, I just needed to uh, to be good at putting my focus elsewhere, which is, in this case, was to focus on how to play. I started uh, 
at an okay level against Jeppe in that first match. Uh, it was quite even in the start, but as soon as I really got into my uh, my rhythm and got used to the lights and uh, yeah, the courts and everything, I got a, uh, a very convincing first game win. I think I won something like 21-12. Uh, I felt good. I was moving uh, quite well, and uh, yeah, I felt in in good control. The shuttles were quite fast on this quarterfinal day, which you probably know by now is not my favorite. I prefer slower shuttles, but I felt like I was still in in quite good control. But then in the second game, I yeah, in the start of the second game, I I kind of lost it a little bit, and Yeppe was playing really well. He played at a high pace. He was attacking a lot, playing very sharp at the front of the court. And I started making a few mistakes, which also made it easier for him to kind of keep going and believe in his chance of, of winning. Uh, and all of a sudden, I was just down yeah, big time in that second game. It, it kind of got away from me. Um, so, yeah, all of a sudden, we were into a, a three-game battle, which was definitely not what I was expecting or hoping for. Um, but I think I managed to find some calmness in the start of the third game. Also got a good lead, 8-4. Uh, but then missed a few chances here and there, a few easy mistakes, and uh, it was 11-8 for me at the interval. But he closed the uh, the gap uh, straight away after 11, after we changed sides. So at 11 all, I definitely started feeling the nerves. Um, I, I didn't expect to be in trouble in that match, no doubt about that. It's not about underestimating Yeppe or anything. I know he's a uh, he's a good player. But I was just expecting more of myself, and uh, all of a sudden I was in all kinds of trouble. Uh, again, definitely not what I was expecting, and I started having lots of thoughts about uh, losing, that I, I shouldn't be losing, I didn't want to lose, what if I lose then once again I blow a chance of, uh, of winning the title. And obviously all these uh, thoughts are not productive or uh, beneficial in, in any way, and I didn't play great in that final part of the third game I was constantly fighting with these thoughts trying to maintain my focus on what to do on court like how to play what choices to make and stuff like that but it was a constant battle uh, which of course is, is not a good thing you need to be able to pretty much focus on the important things but anyway I think even though I had to save one match point I think I actually did pretty well because Yeppe played really well in that final part of the third game as well um, and yeah I ended up winning 22-20 after saving one match point at 19-20 so even if I'm not 100% happy with the level I played at in that match I'm actually very happy with how I handled the pressure and how I handled all the uh, all the thoughts about uh, losing and the pressure uh, during the match and uh, sometimes you need that a little bit of luck as well which I had on uh, on saving that one match point so yeah it was it was actually a decent effort in terms of uh, of handling all the the mental aspects of the game uh, playing wise it could have been better but I was still in the draw I was in the semi-final uh, and uh, yeah that's all that that counts uh, in the end right so the semi-final the day after I was up against uh, Victor Svensson who uh, for some of you is probably a bit more well-known. He's playing a lot more of the, the big tournaments and is ranked around 50 in the world. In this match, it was a completely different experience because from like the first rally, I just played amazing, great length. My defense was, was brilliant. I didn't make any mistakes. The shuttles were 
very very slow compared to the day before so that made it a much more physical battle and since I just had great length throughout the entire match it was almost impossible for, for Swenson to score any points on me and uh, I would actually say it was very close to the, the perfect performance uh, from my side uh, I don't think there's anything I would have liked to do better uh, I, I'm not sure what I could have done better actually I think I won 21 13, 21, 10, which is a very, very good win for me against a, a player of a Victor standard. Uh, I've had a few matches with him before. I beat him in the national semifinal last year as well, the quarterfinal, I think the year before, two years before. Um, so I've, I've beaten him in a few uh, big matches where I've, where I've been in, in pretty decent uh, control. So that also gave me a bit more confidence in, in that setting that I was I was quite confident I, I uh, if I could play better than I did in the quarterfinal, I would have a, a good chance of beating him. And yeah, so I did. Um, so that match is uh, actually the one of the three matches I played at the Nationals I'm mostly pleased about because that was, in my eyes, a, a perfect performance. That brought me into the uh, the final where I played Mas Christoffersen, also ranked in, I think, in the 50s in the world ranking. A guy I had never beaten before the final, actually. Uh, so I played him in a couple of Danish league matches and also the semi-final of Orléans Masters a few years back. Lost all three times I played him. Um, Mass is a very uh, explosive guy. Like his attack is amazing. His smash is uh, is very very hard, and he's so fast around court, especially in his offense. He doesn't always uh, play the most wise tactical game but because of his speed he makes up for it quite well he gets out of some pretty insane situations and he's a very good fighter as well i have a bit of history with mass in, in the way that back when i was playing for a club called team skelskurs when i was younger i was actually coaching there every now and then and mass was one of the youth players in the club and i uh, yeah so i i was training him a few times as a coach and one of the times he uh, he was asking for that training if uh, if I could play a singles against him when he was like 14 years old or 15 perhaps uh, and I said yeah okay why not I can do that uh, at the time he was not he was not a great player he was still a decent youth player but not someone you would expect to make the uh, the national championship final uh, yeah 10 uh, or 15 years later uh, 10 years later um, but in that match in training, uh, in the middle of the match, Mass was asking me if I could play better, like if I could play my best, because he wanted to try and play against me when I played my best. Because obviously I was not, I was not just walking around just hitting on the floor all the time. I was trying to actually give him a good match. So he really wanted to play me at my best. Uh, I still still didn't do that when he was that young. But uh, I definitely in this uh, national championship final on Saturday, I played my best and I had to play my best to to beat him. Mass gave me a really tough time on court. I had a really bad start where I was struggling to uh, to deal with the uh, the speed he uh, he came with. He uh, he was very aggressive. Uh, it wasn't that my defense was bad or anything. I was just struggling a little bit compared to the day before. I made a few more mistakes. Didn't find the length quite as well as I did the day before. But slowly I kind of got into my rhythm, into my groove. And I think from 7.14 down, I caught up at 16 all. And I think from that point on, I, I had a very good game plan. Um, I think I was quite focused all the way and quite disciplined as well. But Mass is still scoring points every now and then. You have to uh, accept that, that even though you play 
with discipline he can uh, he can hit some pretty crazy attacks every now and then some good drives and stuff like that i was also not great in the in the service situation uh, when i was serving myself so he put a lot of pressure in uh, in that area so it was quite hard to still like win convincingly i also still dropped that first game even though i had one one game point in uh, at 2019 but i still think from uh, yeah that 14 7 down in the in the first game from that point on i i had the better game plan i felt like i had i wouldn't say control but i felt on top in the, in many of the situations uh, it was still very very close i think 17 all in the in the second game but i played four great rallies at that point i was moving well i was playing well great defense great choices in my offense as well um at a very yeah very tight situation so very happy with how i again handle it all mentally uh, handle the pressure how i stuck to my game plan how i stayed disciplined also with great help from my coach anas christiansen um so yeah overall even though there were a few ups and downs here and there uh, i'm again very pleased with my performance uh, for me mass is a very difficult player to play against because he can score points um out of nowhere uh, because of his speed and uh, i definitely do not like when players play at a very very high pace and uh, when when the attacking shots are coming from almost all angles so i'm very proud of myself for being able to to find a way to beat Mass uh, and and get that title and yeah obviously it was just a a great week for me two very good matches and a match uh, where I struggled uh, mentally but f managed to find a way in in that first uh, first round match for me so a a overall very good week and it didn't make it less special that my mom and my son was there with me I was uh, I had rented a summer house with the two of them and stayed there for the entire week and brought them to the hall uh, all the days of course and my son asked himself if he could uh, join me on the podium and uh, like he was so proud when I woke up uh, on Saturday morning before the final the first thing he said in the, in the bed this morning was dad I think you're gonna win gold today so that was just like so cute and uh, yeah it was it was an amazing memory for me and it's so nice to uh, to have those pictures with uh, him on the podium I've always found it a little bit strange actually when you see kids on the podiums but I just have to say like now that I'm a parent myself and he uh, asked to come there and I could feel how much it meant to him it just it felt so natural to have him there and, and share that moment with him and also my mom who has been supporting my badminton career ever since I was a very small kid to uh, to see her there and see, know that she uh, she experienced me winning my first national championships uh, at the age of uh, 37 uh, is just amazing so overall a fantastic week um, of course the Danish national championships is not the biggest title uh, in the world but I am very pleased having won it now being uh, able to join a long list of uh, huge legends like yeah, Victor Axelsen, Peter Gade, Paul Eric Hoyer, Alan Cops, Morten Frost, all these guys. And uh, so it's it's a big honor for me. And uh, yeah, again, I, I couldn't be happier with uh, how I performed and how I handled that entire week. Okay, so that was a lot of talk about the Danish National Championships. Uh, I won't get into much more today, just letting you know that my next 
event is going to be German Open. I will talk more about that in my next podcast. I also have a couple of league matches coming up. So I think for today, this will just be it. If you have any questions for the podcast for the next episodes, please send me a message on any of my social media. If you are a patron, you can also send it on Patreon. Uh, So yeah, if you have any questions, any topics you want me to take up, please let me know. If not, then I will just say thank you so much for listening, everyone. I will be back soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, share and leave a comment in iTunes or your preferred podcast app.